part two of my special interview with Alina Haba, attorney for President Donald Trump. We get into her looks and how the left is trying to make that a bad thing, what she would say to young girls coming up, and much, much more. Now part two with Alina Haba. She's a certified badass attorney. It is Alina Haba. I asked you where you went to school for your badassery the first time I had John. I mean, honest to God, I think you're just a great lawyer. Um, and, and I know that you're going to get him the right result in the next step. And I want to ask you what the next step is in a second. But let me ask you something personal that you might not want to get into, and it's up to you. But I see these stupid headlines. Her beauty is in the way. She's beautiful, but not so, but not so learned or something. They, they tried to use how you look and the fact that you take right. care of yourself against you. Does that bother you at all? Because you've got major publications saying things that it, their attempt is to denigrate your education and your knowledge and your intelligence because they're using your looks against you. What, what do you think when you see that? I feel bad for our girls, for mm. women in this country. Um, I had said on a show and they take, you know, they take sound bites and they cut it up. And I had been asked about my looks and if I thought it had anything to do with um, being high profile and success. And I said, well, I'm on TV all the time. Of course it helps. I mean, how could you say it doesn't help? But right. I don't think that one goes without the other. I think that it does, just because you have one doesn't mean you're not intelligent. Right. Um, I think that the world wants to, you know, half the country wants to hate me, and that's fine. Um, I think it's sad. I, I've never wanted to hate somebody because of politics. I, I don't like when politics make our laws non-applicable to certain people and applicable to others. That's where I'm angry. When yes. you walk around screaming, no one is above the law, but everyone's above the law if they're a Democrat and no one's above the law if they're a Republican. There's where I have a problem. But yeah, I think to shame any woman based on her uh, looks, um, positive, negative, is a pathetic, low-level um, attempt to hit me. And uh, if I was insecure, maybe it would bother me more. But I, I truly look at the people that are writing those things and wonder if they have girls of their own and wives of their own. And if they go home and they say, what if somebody did this to my wife or my daughter? How would I feel? I'm unapologetic for who I am. I'm very confident. I think I'm smart. I think uh, I happen to be decent looking and I have no problem with that. But the fact that they would shame you for that is pathetic. Well, I'll, I'll listen, I'm super proud of you. I, I don't have a right to be proud of you, I don't think, but you know, we're friends now. I've got a wife yeah. and five daughters. Five daughters who look up to somebody like you and say, hey, I can succeed to the highest level. And no matter what they say about me, if I'm doing the job right and if I'm doing it exemplary, which you do, then it's going to all of that's going to be water off your back. But it's got to affect you somehow. I know that the trolls on Twitter don't, don't matter to you, but I posted that thing that I tagged you on and you said facts or something on it. And one of the first comments was she's still not going to date you. Alina, it bothers me that for some reason they think they can objectify you and that somehow nullifies what it is that you bring to the table. Donald Trump is not a dumb guy. I've known this guy for a long time. I've interviewed him 13 times. He invited me to the White House. He's not stupid. And and, and you don't get to be who he is in the posi position he was in even before president if you're stupid. He would never hire you if you were dumb but pretty. It, it, that doesn't make any sense. So as much as what you just said, I think, will go a long way for my daughters and the, and the women and girls watching. I just want them to put politics aside and put down, put aside who, who you represent and, and look at what you represent to everybody. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, 
it really you're the first person to ask me about this actually since the comment i made and people called me and were like did you really say that i said should i be apologizing i'm not sure why i would i i think that i happen to to feel good about myself and feel confident and if you look at people um, and children in particular right now are very lost in our country and we're seeing um bullying and suicide rates because of a lack of self-confidence and yes. i'm not apologizing for being confident and i'm confident on all facets and of course i said i don't go on twitter because it bothers me but i'm honest about it and i choose not to uh go on more than once in a while to check in because i don't want that negative energy around me right. to be honest um i'm well aware that people that don't know me like to make fun of me or put me down i'm well aware of that but i'm also aware of the fact that they're only speaking to about me because i'm relevant yes. and i think that that's the truth of it and someone once said that to me when i was you know one time really upset about some article some hit piece and they said but alina they don't talk about you unless you're making an impact and yes Imagine this, Joe, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this is the best example for all the girls that are listening that are young. I became a lawyer because I saw this beautiful attorney. She was an entertainment lawyer. She came and spoke at my school, and I said, I want to be just like her. She really was beautiful. She, she dressed beautifully. She spoke well. She was just an impressive person. And I said, wow, just in and out, smart, confident. I want to be like that. And that's why I became a lawyer. Um, I was in the middle of a trial for defamation. And the irony of being in a trial for defamation where somebody is proving their case and saying they're hurt by people on Twitter, these comments on Twitter, somebody saying they want to kill you, um, she's scared, all these things, you're being made fun of in the press, it ruined credibility. I'm sitting there and in that week, I think I received at least three death threats in one day. Wow. Um, I was put on SNL as the opening act where they had the president, fake president, calling me stupid. And I wanted to say, and I'm going to say it now, shame on all of you, because you have no problem defending a woman who is on trial going in, bringing claims against President Trump that, um, you know, she can't even back up with facts. But then we've got the attorney on the other side being truly ridiculed and crucified um, every single day. And I had to just go in and do my job and put up a fight and have a judge, you know, telling me to sit down being, you know, speaking in a disrespectful manner. And I fought that fight and had to be silent because I was, you know, I was on trial and you can't go talk to the press when you're on trial in front of a jury, you, you know, right. ethics rules. But I remember sitting there uh, and, and thinking, you know, I'm lo looking at her evidence and I'm going, <laughs> I got I got worse on a Tuesday at 8 a.m., you know, and I'm sitting here on trial. But that's the problem. It's like these people on MSNBC or wherever are talking about me as if I'm not a real person. I've never even been invited to go on MSNBC, frankly. And they just destroy you. But then they get upset when it happens on their side. That's what I'm talking about. It's the dual right. system. It's it's the hypocrisy that we are living in in this country. And it's sad for our children. I think it's why our children are suffering, frankly, to some extent right now.
Uh, Alina, thank you for addressing that because there are so many young girls and, and women out there who want to achieve so much, yet they're watching on social media that you just have to have this size rear end or your face has to look this way or you have to dance a certain way and then you're just an object to, to for everybody to, to oogle at or ogle at. And, and for you... Obviously, you're an attractive person. There are a lot of attractive people, but the, the thing that sets you apart is that you're so freaking good at what you do that one of the top people on the planet wants you to represent him. And again, let me say it again, he's not a dumb guy. So you must have done the work. You must have impressed him somehow. The interview process can't be easy for, for the Trump organization or for President Trump. So, so for them to only hone in on what you look like, and make fun of you on Saturday Night Live. They're scared to death of you. I mean, you do get that, right? They're scared of somebody who's smart and young and second, pretty and all that. Second week, second week in a row, I was like, well, they must need their ratings up. Nobody really watches them right. that much. <laughs> right. And, 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 and if I were SNL, honest to God, I would contact you and say, hey, you want to come on and make fun of the other side? I mean, why not balance it out and actually be real people? But these people cannot let Trump succeed. They cannot let you succeed. And as an arm of him, they've got to take you down thank god you said what you said i'm going to take that piece and, and show it to my kids and, and we'll put it out there everywhere for people to see because thank god you have the backbone to stand up you could have run away you could have hidden in a hole you could have said forget it mr trump i can't do this crap i'm not doing it anymore and i think that's what they wanted they wanted to get you off the case i think yeah you know my mother said that it's funny and we all have moms right at the end of yes. the day we're all human beings and my mom said they want you to feel terrible about yourself and they want to make fun of you and it's because you're effective and it's not about you know and then i can just see the twitter now right like so effective she got a ruling but 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 you know you weren't in that courtroom right. and you weren't there for the last three years fighting the fight and realizing that your evidence isn't going to come in because there are people with biases um making decisions that just don't make sense and we've had some of those decisions reversed we've gone to the appellate division time and time again um bottom line is this everybody in this country on both sides of the coin need to learn how to be a little bit more respectful need to learn how to be a little bit more kind and i think need to find God or something bigger than themselves because yes. this behavior of tearing people down in a really nasty way, not in a professional way. And God knows part of my job is to fight and to tear up a case. And that's my job. But um, physical attributes should be off the table. Talking about someone's family, things like those things, they should be off the table. But our country just, you know, we're and you know it's going to get worse. We're in a campaign, so it's going to get it worse. Is. But it, it, it is. It is. Go, go ahead. I have my armor on. <laughs> Good. And 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 you know what? You wear it well. And, and uh, I I know that you tried your best to present the best case you could. They disallowed it. They actually did not presume him innocent until proven guilty. They they like you said walked in and said he was guilty. So I've taken up a ton of your time and I appreciate you going to those places that I haven't seen you go elsewhere. So thank you for doing that Alina. Let me just ask you before I let you go. What happens now? President Trump faces over a half a billion dollars in these fees and fines and punitive damages. Obviously there's an appellate process. You've got to get out of New York City. You got to get out of DC. They they've got stacked juries and stacked judges and stacked DAs. What what's the next step? You go to the state supreme court in New York. I think the appeals court is the top court in new york what do you do now yeah we have to go to the appellate division next on the attorney general case of course can you get a fair case i've had good decisions come from the appellate division okay. um i think that there's 
a difference between somebody who campaigns and is an elected official like the attorney generals that we're seeing and the DAs that we're seeing that have campaign promises to fulfill versus people in more permanent roles, tenured judges um, that are really, uh, I think, take their job seriously. And I, I'd like to think so. I, I've had um, some of the judges on these cases reversed before for decisions that were just wrong on the law and fact, um, in fact, on the Carroll case that happened. So I still have faith in the system. I really do. And I, I, I'm going to you know, work our way up. We always knew these cases were going to be a long run case. Uh, you know, they're for the long haul. Right. And thank God President Trump is so resilient. Thank God he financially can um, withstand the attacks that he has had. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to be appealing, obviously, both of these decisions, and I don't think they'll stand. I think that when people look at what actually happened in the courtroom, not what the press reported was happening in the courtroom, when the judges look at it, they will see a lot of flawed decisions and will turn our way. Without getting into the into the weeds too much, and thanks again for so much time, um, because he said guilty on the one count before you even started, can that also be appealed? Can the whole darn thing be appealed, still- including the money? First of all, we went in the appellate division and the judge just completely ignored statute of limitations decisions from the appellate division that were made. He just wow. kept going and, and let evidence in that were outside of that statute of limitations. It was very bizarre. So that right there um, changed the whole course of the trial and went on right. way too long because he didn't even listen to what the first department said. He didn't care. I've never seen that. He said it was uh, admissible for a different rule uh, without getting too legal. Uh, it, it was crazy. So, you know, something as basic as that is grounds for reversal. Um, so we're, we're going to take them all up. It'll be a very hefty appeal and a hefty appellate record. But we're going to, you know, take a look. We've, we've been beefing up and figuring out who the team's going to be to handle the appeal. And obviously, I'll be helping that team. Um, and we'll go from there. Habalaw.com, H-A-B-B-A law.com. Last question. If President Trump were not running for re-election, would any of this have happened? No. <laughs> Period. End no. of story. All right. Good. Uh, interview's over. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 honest to God, I mean, I, I remember asking. He invited me to the White House in 2017. I was one of five talk shows in the country. I felt very, very, very lucky. Awesome. And, and one of the first questions I asked was, did you think your friends would turn on you like this? And he said, no, you know, I really didn't. He said, I, I consider myself pretty smart, but I did not think that people that I've been in business with for 30 years would be doing what they're doing. And that, that's way before any of these trials that we're talking about now. These people, some of them who are bringing the charges, probably would have been begging him for money in their campaigns had he not been the president. It blows my mind that people don't see how completely left versus right this is because what happens if you get a DA that's a Republican or a conservative and a judge is Republican or conservative and decides I'm going to take Mark Cuban down? You know what I mean? There's really no difference, is there? There isn't, but that's exactly what I'm saying. No one is above the law. Show me that. Show me. Yeah. Because... They keep repeating the same garbage. That's like their their shtick, right? No one is above the law. Show me, because I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing Republican judges do that to the other party. I'm not seeing it. I think there is Trump derangement syndrome that is happening and is permeating our systems. You think? Our, I mean, our legal systems. <laughs> I'm being polite. I'm a lawyer. But, you know, it's it's. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, it's 100% true. If President Trump was not president, 
a lot of things probably wouldn't have happened. But I can tell you another thing. It just tells you how much he loves this country, that he's willing yeah. to put himself through this again for a third time. And, uh, you know, after the witch hunts had frankly already started and he's still willing to buckle down and fight and, and we're in it to win it. And and it's, uh, you know, we're getting close to November and the more they see his polls rise, the harder they hit. They'll hit me, they'll hit him, they'll hit whoever they can. It's part of the, unfortunately, the culture of politics right now. It's Alina Haba, amazing attorney for Donald Trump. Uh, go to HabaLaw.com. Follow her everywhere. Very good follow over on uh, on Instagram. I love I love the family photos and all the stuff from Mar-a-Lago as well. Alina, thank you so much for giving me so much time. And come back again soon, would you? Thank you, Joe. I'm going to now go on Twitter for my first time in a week. <laughs> well, I appreciate you doing that. Uh, Alina, thank you so much. And we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Wanted to go to as many topics and subjects and places as I could with Alina Haba. Hopefully you got something out of that. I, we covered a lot of bases. I'm going to post the entire thing up on Rumble later and on Twitter as well. I put most of my videos up on, on X now. The entire shows are up on Rumble, but I'll put this one on Rumble independently as well. We covered a lot of bases. If you missed the first part of it, go back and watch it or listen to it. If you missed the second part, go back and watch and listen to it. We talk a lot about the cases. We talk a lot about the personal attacks on her and then some. So really, really good stuff. We'll make sure we post it up there for you later on. Let's do some pop culture. Hi, Paula, what's happening, brother? So, as you may or may not be aware, um, back when Justin Bieber first came out, he was considered like Usher's protege. Did not know that. Yeah. I thought they found him on YouTube. They did, but but he kind of like took him under his wing. But what I didn't know, and I guess Usher recently spoke about, was that I guess there was a bidding war going on between Justin Timberlake and Usher to get Justin Bieber. Oh wow! Yeah, I had no idea. And, and Has Timberlake uh, verified that. Uh, I don't know if, if he has, but uh, Usher did say that one of his selling points uh, to Justin Bieber was that if you come with us, you'll be the only Justin over here on this side. Wow. I think that's pretty good. Can you imagine if it's because of the name? That is pretty good. Yeah. All right, that's good stuff. I had not heard that. That is Polo. That is Sam. That is Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Have an incredible night, bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.